Second first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's PGA Championship. It's storylines, it's best bets, it's one and done. And joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. Coach, happy PGA Championship week. I do have a very special hello this week. A young man on Twitter, or female, I'm not sure I didn't look at the handle. They said, and I quote, I have ruined the First Cut show. So I want us to give a very special hello out to whoever said that and also want to tell you I'm going nowhere. Let's go. <laughs> the show is ruined, completely ruined. I can't. I think we should just end it now. Uh, Mark, Mark Immelman is here, but he's actually there. Mark, where are you at? I am in a beautiful hotel called The Sanctuary here on Kiowa Island. I uh, just got back <laughs> from a golf course that is a freaking brute. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm 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 beaten up, and I was just walking around checking the place out. It's anyway. So I'm on site. Uh, PGA is going to be wild this week. It's going to be not what people are expecting. I don't think. Okay, we're going to get more into that, rounding out our foursome yeah, for today. more of that right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what am I expecting and tell me why. That's what I want to know. We got, we're going to get there, gentlemen. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. Uh, Kyle Porter rounds out our crew for today. KP, what's up? Uh, a lot. I, I've got a lot of takes, <laughs> but I would like to point out that um, – it appears that we have a couple of top 50 players in the world copying the facial hair of some of our uh, podcasters here. Brooks Kepka went with the coach look, the 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 kind of goatee look for the for the PGA. And then Billy Horschel went with the Mark Edelman look where he grew out the beard. What is it? Gray. <laughs> it is a little bit. And he looks like Matthew Wolf. I don't know if you guys saw that picture I put out there. He looks I like did. Matthew Wolf's older brother. Older brother. So, I thought that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I, it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited about this week. I, I love the PGA. I think it's awesome. This is just a, a group of influencers, I suppose, out there in the golfing world. Facial <laughs> <laughs> hair influencers. Here we go. There's Brooks. There's Brooks. Well, Kepka. what do you think, Coach? If I would, if if there's something I would tell Brooks about, if you're going to try, this has been my patented look since 2002. All right, I I was once voted the best goatee on television. True story. Uh, you you've got to grow in the sides. See how the sides are light. You've got yeah. to grow in the side so it doesn't look like you're part of a, a a Bruce Lee movie. All right, you've got to have the whole thing in, or that's the way it's going to look. So I would help him, and me and him have had words before. Publicly, um, he didn't like some of the things that I've said, so uh, I doubt he's going to call me. But if he does, I would take the call. Brooks didn't like something that a member of the media had said about him. Shocking! Shocking! <laughs> I said I said on Morning Drive that he didn't care about tournaments other than majors. Well, Hasn't he said that? I was going to say I thought he told us that. Correct. His people are like, wait a second. How how dare Coach say that about our guy? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> oh, he can prove you right this week if he goes out and wins. And reminder that today's episode is sponsored by Arnold Palmer Spiked. Guys, I, I got to admit this. This has become my go-to drink, not only on the course, but off the course as well. Whether I'm trying to get up and down for par or watching the tour players do the same. Is this, wrong, you're listening to your, is this while you're listening to your sandbar in your, in your living room too? <laughs> That's correct. Yes. I'm, right, I'm channeling my inner Ricky Fowler here. You got to get all the sponsored memberships or mentions in. All right, go. <laughs> Ice tea and lemonade, gentlemen, go together like Rory McIlroy and Quail Hollow. KP, what? What else? What else? What else do ice tea and lemonade go together like? Uh, like uh, I was not prepared for this question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would say like, uh, well, it's kind of the opposite of of Patrick Reed and the rule book, the rules book. 
The rules. <laughs> the rules of golf. There you go. The opposite of that. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about here. And the 5% ABV helps calm my first T nerves. You can find Arnold Palmer Spiked in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash first or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash first. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. And coach, one other quick thing before we jump in to this. Uh, we like our five-star rating and reviews, don't we? We do. Very much. All right. Well, here's what you can do if you leave your Twitter or Instagram handle on a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Include your pick to win the PGA Championship, and maybe we can hook you up with some swag or some sports line stuff. That will be determined later, but it goes a long way. It helps us. Make sure you're following us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify along the way. All right, gentlemen, it's time for storylines. And Mark, you listen, you've, you've, you've piqued our interest. You're on site. We're begging to know what we thought this course was going to look like and then how it's different from what we thought it was going to be like. Well, first off, this place is just going to be difficult. Um, I, you know, ordinarily, the PGA Championship, you can characterize it by a place where guys get after the thing and it's a bit of a birdie fest and, and it's a race to the finish. I think this week it's going to be survival. It's whoever can can make their way through this gauntlet that is the entire golf course, but certainly the last few holes, because the way the wind's setting up to play right now, um, it either comes out sort of the the sort of easterly or in the opposite direction. Um, I should have my wind map here with me. And the way it was playing today, the first four holes were straight into the wind. In fact, one of them was 460, Right. They were, and they were playing it from about 440. Dustin Johnson laced a, f- a driver and then hammered a five iron and didn't get it to the green. Okay. <laughs> That's showing you, and the wind's not even blowing that hard right now. It's blowing in sort of the 15 mile an hour clip. Just consistent in one direction. And then you got a par three that sort of turns and you got a crosswind, then you play downwind on the way in, and then you go into the backside and you play downwind for a while. Then you turn to the 14th hole which is a par three that is impossible. It's it's this raised up green. It falls off on either side. Imagine a VW bug, right? It's, it's, it's hood. A little bit bigger, a lot higher off the ground, and then you're playing into a 15-mile-an-hour wind with like a two-iron because it's from 240. Even oh, fairway medals, I saw some guys having. Then from there, you go to a par four that's like 460 into the wind. Then there's a 600 par five that's straight into the wind. Oh, then you get to 17, where the green is the size of my hotel room. Water down the right-hand side. Bunkers on the left. I saw Brian Gay off the front tee rip a uh, fairway medal and got it onto the green. And I walked up onto the green, and he looks at me and goes, man, that's one of the best shots I've ever hit. <laughs> and then you got 18, which is also into the wind too. So, so it, it's going to just be downright survival. And the golf course is in fantastic shape. The greens are the pure. I'm not so sure they could, they can afford to roll them because then they'd just be too fast. They they got to control them for the wind. Um, but you're just going to have to play today and uh, this week, and it's just going to be pure survival. I, I mean, right now, I was walking around with Dottie Pepper. We were scouting the place, and I said to her when we were done, "I'd take four seventy ones right now. Mm. That's four under." She wow. laughed. She goes, she said to me, she goes, I'd take 472s right now. Wow. And I've talked no. to some. Really? I've talked to some players and they or players and caddies and they're like, man, they, they, everyone's charting where to miss the thing. Not necessarily how to hit, where to hit on the green. They're looking for like bailouts and places where you, you can just mitigate disaster, really. Because wow. bogey is almost a given right now, the way this golf course is playing. And certain, the downwind holes, I, I sort of laugh because on 10, um, and then 11 is a par 5 that's got a really small green that you can't land it short because there's a big upslope and behind the green there's fescue. So that could be dangerous. Then 12 and 13... All the ball marks, I bumped into Curtis Strange out there on 12. He was doing the recce because he's on the ESPN crew. And all the ball marks are like five feet short of the green and on the front edge of the green, every player trying to land them short and just climb the ball onto the green somehow. So when you're on the downhill, downwind holes, 
it's not like you're it's open season and you're attacking either. So I'm really keen to see how the PGA set this thing up because it is just freaking hard. And with the wind blowing, and then and then add to this, right? We got this wind is forecast for three days. Then on the weekend, it's supposed to flip and come in the opposite direction. Now, not one of these players has seen that wind because it didn't blow. Today, it was the easterly or whatever it is. Yesterday, it was kind of light breezes, but out of the same direction. So all of the lines off the tee are going to change. Everything's going to be like this thing just hits people head on, and they're like, all right, where do I aim this now? So it's going to be pure survival. That's what it's going to be. So when I was looking at the at the routing, Mark, it looks like the so it the weather report says wind out of the east. East, yeah, is that right? right. Yeah, out of yeah, the east. Right. Yep, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, and and it looks like the 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 routing goes north south. So is it is it not a crosswind? Is it is it like with the holes? No, no. It's it's weird because the island sits. At a, at a strange sort of an angle. So you've got the ocean down on this side of you, but it, it, uh, all the holes run down the ocean. So you basically go into the wind going out, then you travel downwind for a whole bunch of the course, then the last stretch of it you come back into the wind. So you're playing into the wind or downwind, perhaps quartering slightly. I mean, barely. Okay. okay. You're playing straight into the fan. Like, like the par 5 16th, Christian Donald was out there. And these guys, it's 600 yards, right? And I saw Jordan out in front, and there's a water hazard that's, I don't know what it is to cover. I should have my yardage book. Let's call it 240. Spieth hit a drive that was just 15 yards over the water, if that shows you how hard the wind was blowing. And he can move it like 300 or so. So he's essentially hit the thing about 270. So it's 30 yards worth of wind. So you hit one of those, and you rip a fairway medal, and you still got some sort of wedge into a green that's got a bunker that looks like that thing at La Quinta at the stadium course. It's like 30 feet deep, 20 feet deep. Mm-hmm. And oh, and then add to all of this while I'm on a roll. <laughs> We're still adding things, Mark? Yeah. Unbelievable. Get, get, get this, get this, right? So all the bunkers on the place are sort of waste areas. Right. And they are not manicured. And like I caught up with Ian Poulter and he, he said to me, how's this place? All the players are grinding their lob wedges because – out of these bunkers, it's a really firm base with some sea sand that's not that's not wrecked. Now, the players have the option to wreck it, and all of the holes when you're playing safely away from the water, you might land in one of these things. Then you've got this hard pan out of some dude's footprint to a green with water on the other side. <laughs> it's mean. Wow. It is just so nasty, this place. Uh, but it's beautiful. I mean, the pictures on TV are going to be unreal. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm you so- just heard, Coach. But I heard uh, some diabolical stuff coming out of Keel Island this week. I'm well, telling you right now, I, I would take the last eight minutes, and I would make the last eight minutes of this show, or however long that Mark has been talking, and okay, make that, it its own podcast. Okay, no, what wait, does that say, Mark? What does it say? Well, I hadn't got to look at my best because I was doing, I was working, right? But there's one here that says there's no hole in one in the tournament. I'm taking that. There's no chance. <laughs> I mean, it's now, now who knows? It's, it's, it's maritime. And you see, that's the beauty of this place because maybe the wind does lay down, in which case these guys will have their way over the place because the greens are very playable. They're rolling very true. Um, the ball's hitting and releasing and taking some check. And, and then guys will probably shred the place. But if the wind blows just anything like it did today, which was 15 consistently, man, it, par is going to be a really good score. I think it's crazy that – and I'm interested in in – kind of your take on this mark because in 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 2012 it as far as i understand it blew really hard on friday right like 25 mm-hmm. 30 the scoring average was 78 79 something like that mm-hmm. and then i don't think it blew a ton the other 3 days and yet Rory got to 13, which I don't know, throw that out. Like he's a freak. So the other guys got to to five under. Do you, do you not think that like guys could get to five, six, seven under like with it, unless there's a day where it blows 25, 30 miles an hour. Like what's the, what's the, I guess my question is what's the difference between getting to five or six, five under in 2012 versus doing it in 2021? Uh, Well, I'll quickly go through the course. The second's a par five. It's like a ninety. It's like a ninety-degree dogleg, and you cannot afford to miss it left. Dustin Johnson there hit a really solid drive, 
at a hard through wood and was just close to green's edge. Um, yes, Jacob with the overhead. Um, yeah, it's that hole right there where he's moving the cursor. And you can see there's disaster in either side of the stuff. So he's ripped two woods on a par five where normally he can get to those, and he's around the front of the green. The next hole is a really difficult short par four. The following hole four, if you keep scrolling, uh, Jacob, it's like four there, that one there that goes into the corner. That thing's like 480 straight into the wind. Then you've got this par three that sort of sits caddy corner to stuff. That's got the crosswind. And then you turn downwind. Now, the next hole is a short par four. Guys had wedges in there. I was talking to Jacko Neiman. He had, a, he had a driver and a wedge over there. Then the next hole is a par five that's reachable for everyone. So there's your first legitimate birdie opportunity. Then the next hole is a par three, right? And this hole is another one of those. You can see there's the green right there. Uh, I was on the tee with Christian Besaino. He had an eight iron, landed on the front of the green, rolled through the back left edge. It's also perched up. Bryson at three balls, was he couldn't hit it on the green. <laughs> then the next old nine is downwind. I mean, that's fairly easy. You can probably make a birdie there. Then if you keep scrolling, Jake, um, then you go to the back. And then 10, 10 is the hole at the top there. That's downwind. That's a birdie opportunity. So that's mm. you've had three now, right? Then the next hole is a par five. Conceivably, it's a birdie opportunity, but that green is so tiny, and there's a severe upslope, and there's nothing but problems around that green there. So I feel like you might find guys almost laying up downwind. So that's a 50-50 opportunity, but it's not a guarantee, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Then the next hole, um, it's long. It's like 480, but the wind was so strong, the guys would drive it over those bunkers and have wedge into the green. So that's an opportunity, right? Then 13 they've moved the tee back. The tee's way back there close to those houses. <laughs> okay. All right. There. And you, yeah. everyone's, everyone's going to hit it short of the bunkers there, that scatter of bunkers. And from there, they're going to have something in the 160 range to a green that is narrow, man. And there's a, there's a hazard on the penalty area on the right. So I wouldn't call that a real birdie opportunity. And it depends on hole location. Now, you, now you're done downwind. Now you turn back into fan. The next one here is this par three. I mean, it is like, 240 off the back, um, you're playing straight in the wind. The next hole is 460 or something into the wind, that par four. Then the next hole is a par five, and you go over that, that expanse of water. That's where Jordan was. He drove the thing kind of where the edge of the water was. Mm -hmm. And then from there, laid up something short of that big um, bunker, whatever, waste hazard, whatever you call it. And the green's tiny. So I wouldn't call that a birdie opportunity. And then you get to 17, which is the one where you had all the Ryder Cup disaster. Yeah, look at this. Look at this thing. This thing is an animal. <laughs> so you, you you're teeing off from where Jacob's cursor is over there, right? And like I was talking to Dottie, you, you see how the, the edge, the right edge of the green sits at an angle to the players, right? So with the wind coming in and off the right on that angle there, the players aren't going to challenge the right-hand side of the green because it's a longer carry. So they're going to hit something straight at those two bunkers, and they are not manicured. Unless all the caddies get together and they're like, we're going to wreck bunkers over here, you could draw anything in there. So if you make – I said to Dottie, if you make two threes and two fours on that hole, you, you're gaining ground. Mm. So that's 17. You're just trying to avoid disaster, really. And then 18, you, you, the, the tee's down here in the corner. It's, the to me, the widest fairway on the, on the property. And I would say even into the wind, it gives you a decent birdie opportunity. So I guess the point I'm making is the par threes are hard as rip. The par fives are not guaranteed birdie opportunities. And so I'm looking at a thing where on the PGA Tour, the golfers typically feast on the fives, and then they make threes on threes, and you've got the nucleus of 68. That's just not happening this week. Um, I just cannot see it happening. What, what do you what do you think, Coach? That's uh, that's quite the test these guys are going to have all week long. And then if those wins kick even more, my goodness. Let me change what I said three <laughs> minutes ago. I want to take the last eleven minutes and make it its own <laughs> podcast. That that may have been, uh, and I hate to give Mark a compliment. I hate it, uh, <laughs> but uh, the most comprehensive overview that I've seen in the last week, and I've been doing a lot of research on this uh, to really show how the the holes are laid out. And, and what the players are going to be facing. And with everything that I've seen and what Mark just took us through, you, you to me, you can eliminate probably 
70% of the field that is missing one component of their game. Because from what I'm seeing, it, it doesn't take – it's not just the Bombers, it's not just the Irons. you got to have your short game in, in, in form mm-hmm. two or else you're going to be giving away three to five strokes there too. And that all tends to add up, especially if it's a grinders type of week and we're talking that potentially minus three or minus four could win the golf tournament. The challenge about the greens too is that a lot of them are lifted slightly. So if you're going into the wind, you're not necessarily going to get the forward bounce in there. And then they're well-guarded and well-bunkered. I mean, it's typically Pete Dye. But it does give you a place that you can miss. But the place that you can miss, like I saw guys going with bump and runs into slopes. I saw guys like trying to clip balls off this paspellum grass with some spin. I saw everything. So you're going to see players hit every shot in the book. And so you're going to have to be complete and you're going to have to get a break or two and you're really going to have to be resilient because you're going to make bogeys and they're going to be mistakes made. I just, it's going to be one of those things where it's survival. You, you can't look at the golf course and go, oh, I can run off a few birdies here. I, I'm just, I don't think you're going to see birdie runs. You're not. Our defending champion, Colin Morikawa, certainly has a lot of tools in the bag, KP. I'm wondering if he has enough to close it out here at Kiowa Island. And you actually have, uh, I don't want to call it a hot take, a warmish take on Morikawa and if he was to hoist the trophy come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think that... I think Morikawa is the guy in the field that can change. And I I love kind of thinking about this as it relates to majors. He can change the way that we think about him the most of anybody in the field. Because if you think about it, like if, if Rory wins or if Spieth wins, you're like, yeah, okay. Rory's got five now. Spieth's got four now. I don't really change the way that I think about those guys. Even if somebody like, like if Rom wins, you're like, well, yeah, of, of course. Like that doesn't, that doesn't really change anything. Go ahead. What if Tony Finau wins? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, would you think differently of Tony? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, not not real. I mean, yes, but he like I, I, I Finau is somebody that should win a major, right? And Morikawa is somebody that if he wins this one, all of a sudden he's got five wins in his first what forty five starts or whatever, yeah. including two majors then I think you have to kind of change like the paradigm with him, change the way that you think about what, uh, what, what what's going on over there. Oh no. My daughter was, we just was got a new say, house. Oh, we just got a new house. Behind the scenes. Is yeah. That- <laughs> I was trying to, yeah, no, it's, it's nothing to do with you, Kyle. Just so my 12 year old daughter. She just got a high school. I'm on the West coast. Hey, Coach, you're running the podcast, man. Come on, please. <laughs> my, my apologies. I thought you had a Morikawa take that. No, 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 no. If, if Morikawa has two majors and five wins in his first 45 starts on tour, I start to think about him a lot differently, kind of in the Rory vein. Whereas right now, I think he's really good, but not in that like generationally great uh, category. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Coach, I, I don't know the exact numbers. Let's call it five wins in 45 mm-hmm. starts, two of them major yep. championships at WGC. That's a trajectory of very few golfers to ever play the game. Now, we're not, we can't, we can't say he, he can keep the same pace for 500 events, but we're talking about a very historic start to a career. And the way he's winning, the events that he's winning, he won at Jack's place, even though it wasn't Jack's week, just still won at Jack's place, and he beat JT to do it. And then he wins at WGC. That's very difficult to do because we know how great the the fields are. Then when he has to go head up against, what was there, guys? Probably eight or ten guys that could have won on Sunday uh, at Harding Park. And he was the man who hit the shots to win it. Who, who will ever forget his drive? I, I wasn't on 13 or 14. 16. Uh, six, 16. Thank you. 16 that, that rolled to here. And that was essentially the golf tournament. He's got this, this, this it factor that he's able to pull out the shots when he needs to. And he may not threaten every single week. week. Like, like Jordan Spieth right now, when he's on, he's a top 10 machine. Colin Morikawa is not that kind of a player. But I think he's explosive like a Rory McIlroy that when he really gets on, boy, he is on and he steps up in the biggest moments. And to do that at his age is very, very special. And when he starts to get all these majors under his belt, I think we're going to see 
to Kyle's point, a generational talent right before our very eyes. I think winning Kiowa is meaningful too. I mean, just everything that Mark kind of went through there, like winning Kiowa to me is just different than winning Bell Reef or, or someplace like that. Not that, I mean, Bell Reef was an awesome PGA. It was a, it was a ton of fun to watch and to attend and everything. Winning Kiel is a big deal. I mean, it just because of the way the course is set up, it's it it's almost like a hey, I won Oakmont or something like it's I don't think it's in that class, but it it, it kind of has that feel, especially as it relates to PGA championship venues. You know what else would be a big deal, Coach? Jordan Spieth winning the career grand slam. If he wins this week, he mm-hmm. becomes the sixth man to do it. Nicholas Woods, Hogan, player, Sarazen. Spieth wow. could add his name to that list, and he is one of the favorites to do so. We're not just talking about victories. We're not talking about redemption. We're not talking about the comeback story. This would be a historically significant victory. I was doing a uh, an event with David Duvall earlier today, and we actually talked about uh, him being a part of the 59 Club. And he said to me that what he thinks is the most exclusive club, maybe in sport, is this Grand Slam Club. Because it is it's certainly the smallest number as far as golf is concerned. But think about where it puts you as far as legacy is concerned. And the last two years, how many times did we say, you know what? Jordan may never get his game back to the point that we could say that he could win a PGA championship. Now he's there. So now he's, he's, he's marrying his game with, I think, the right time in his career to take that next step because he has the shoulders to carry this type of legacy. Because imagine if he gets it done this week and now you're walking around and he's the only active member, active member of that club. That'd be pretty amazing because I, I, I don't consider Tiger active right now. And when you walk around and you've got that on your locker every single week, that's special. And I just believe certain guys, certain players are born to do certain things. And I think Spieth is one of those guys. And I think it marries well this week, the course, his short game, the way he's striping his irons, and it's going to come down to his driver and him keeping it in play. The idea of Spieth completing the career Grand Slam, Mark, I mean, you you talk about accomplishments. You talk about winning one major, winning two majors. Uh, There's only six guys who have done – or five guys who have done it. He'd be the sixth. It's – I don't know if I have the, the, the vocabulary to be able to describe how impressive I believe that feat is. I don't think anyone really understands how huge that feat is. To, to, to win one major, I'm related to one of those. It's, it's a lifetime achievement. To win multiple majors, I mean, then you there's a select group. I'm sure you can help me. How many folks have won two or more majors? That's a short list. And when you start to get to three – you know, then then you are, then you then you sort of Nick Feldo esque, Sevy, these sorts of guys. Not even Greg Norman is three, but to win four and to win each one, the career Grand Slam. I mean, this is just bananas. I I cannot fathom that achievement because I understand. I really really understand how hard it is to win a tournament. And I've got to tell you, well, from what I saw, Jordan Spieth I had him for two rounds last week in Dallas. There's a lot of good stuff going on over there, and. Um, yeah, it was a little sort of rough around the edges. But the beauty about this golf course, the way it's set up right now, everybody's going to hit bad shots. And, and and you know, it gives you this golf course is visually intimidating off the tee. But there's room. If you can get by just the noise, you know, with marshlands and pot bunkers and all the diasms around the place – but if you can zone in and get the ball in play, the way he's able to flat the golf ball. I mean, I watched him last week in Dallas when we came on the air. It was raining cats and dogs already. And he was playing nine and was straight back into the rain and the wind. And he had this wedge from like 110 yards, let's call it. There was barely 40 feet in the air, real low driving sort of a ball. And it was unfortunate that it hit and spun. But I looked at this, I'm like, yes, Jordan Spieth playing golf. And this week at this golf course, you're going to have to play golf. It's not going to be a, well, how well are you striking your irons? Yeah, you're going to hit solid irons, definitely. But a lot of it is going to be like, all right, I'm missing now, and I'm going to put it in this place. And that's when he gets to thrive. I mean, the guy's a magician with a wedge in hand. So so it's all setting up pretty well, in my opinion, for Jordan Spieth right now. 
But let me tell you something. If he's in contention, uh, oof, uh, imagine where your mind would be if you've got a chance to be the sixth guy in all of all yeah. time, of all time, right? And if you're coming down the stretch, I don't care how bulletproof you are in your head. If you're coming down the stretch and you got the lead, yeah, well, imagine. I mean, it's going to be must-see TV. Maybe a circus. Yeah, coming down the coming, you got the wind. Actually, it'll be downwind on the last few holes. But you know, you got all the stuff going on, and there's Spieth with a wobbly head and stuff. And then he gets to just think for one minute. Hold on, man. Hogan, Nicholas, Woods, Player, Sarazen. Speeth. Speeth. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's cra- think about it. it's crazy. It's craziness. And, and I'm hoping I get to see someone pull this off. Who's not named Tiger Woods in my lifetime because it's such a, it's such a mammoth feat. Speaking of Tiger Woods, a couple of housekeeping items here. Tiger won six of his first 45 events. If Morikawa would have win, that would put him at five in approximately 45. That's some certainly Sick. scary stuff. Uh, also, as Mark mentioned, not many guys have won two, major championships and i i have the list here and kp i was i was gonna ask you how many golfers do you think this is who have won two or more major championships i think it i think it's bigger than i think it's more than you think i think it's 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 definitely more than i thought i think it's like 83 (laughs) is that Uh, even close <laughs> uh it's exactly 83. <laughs> is it really? Uh yeah. What? It is exactly 83. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And then is it that, I is it that many? I, I didn't I, I I I can't believe it's that many. Uh, that's, yeah. that's Can I well. Can I guess how many have won 3? Um sure. Let me do scroll you have up. That in front of you? I do. I think it's oh. like 45 or 46. <laughs> it's 46. Really? <laughs> I, I, never this many. Many. <laughs> I promise I don't have this in front of me. I think three is 29 or no, 30. Four, four. Or, yeah, so four. How many is like one? Four. 29. 29. Yeah. <laughs> I are you, swear are I don't I don't. I yeah, do not have I, this in front of me. I, I, I notice his eyes going to the right and he's yes, exactly. Exactly. That's where that's yeah. where my, my video is. Uh, five or more. And then Five, I think, is uh, who who has five. Phil has five. I'm just like I have the Wikipedia page in my head. It's uh, I think five is like seventeen, nineteen, nineteen. God, I gotta go look at the list. (laughs) All right, Um, it's just like eleven or eleven or twelve. Yes, Uh, may I? First off, eighty three is more than I thought it would be. But just just to put this into perspective for the viewer slash listener. Uh, how many guys in the PGA Tour any given season? 200. 200. 200-something. 200, 200, right? How many years have guys been playing golf? 100. 100. Help me with the math on that. Professional golf is for the 20, last 100 000. years. 20,000. Yeah. That's 20,000. Of all of these super talented athletes, 83 guys have won two major tournaments or more. That 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 puts the numbers into perspective, and uh, and what the odds are of doing all four. That's crazy. Crazy. That, 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 I mean that that just again, we are lauding Tiger Woods all the time and well deserved. But that guy did them all in a row. He did these yeah, things absolutely. all in a row. Well, we uh, there there is we're gonna get to our our bets and our one and done stuff here, but uh, one of the guys who has two major championships is Dustin Johnson, coach, and we haven't you know spent an ounce of oxygen on him yet in this episode, and uh, I think got a little bit snubbed, not in featured group coverage for the PGA Championship, the number one player in the world, name not on the list. Coach's face is incredible right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, KB, I don't even know what to say at this point. I, I'm baffled. Um, it, I, I don't know what's going on with Dustin Johnson, and it seems like every couple of years something happens, and we don't necessarily always know about it, but he just withdrew last week. He has, I think, three WDs in 2021, uh, but yet he's posting pictures jumping off the back of a boat. Uh, and then you come to the PGA <laughs> of America – and I don't want to talk about anybody that does anything. They, they can do whatever they want to do. But if I'm looking at featured groups and DJ is not among five different featured groups, what's going on? 
what is going on with the number one player in the world, that should be an automatic. That's where you start your featured groups. When you're sitting in your room, you go, where are we? Well, got to have DJ. Have to. You have to. I don't care who the number one player is. He's got to be in a featured group. He's not there. I also feel like Victor Hovland should be doing a couple other guys, but we're talking about DJ. So what is going on? Plus, guys, his his odds have changed from plus 1,100 all the way down to, last time I checked, plus 1,850. That's getting into where uh, Rory category for the Wells Fargo. So something is going on that we don't know about, or I just don't know anything about golf and and at all because something's going on, and I don't know if we'll ever figure it out. But this doesn't seem like it all matches up together. Yeah, you can make a case for. I mean, there's so many guys at the PGA Championship, Hovland, whatever. But like the number one player in the world, he's the number, he's the number one player. Come on. It's got to be in yeah. the coverage. I, I thought I think Coach is right about the just his his number. Uh, I think I saw it at like twenty a couple of days ago, and you're like, wait a second, I, he hasn't been. I mean, he hasn't been like the n- number one player in the world type stuff, but it's not like he's fallen off the planet. He's still, right. I mean, he he's won still this hitting year. it pretty good. He won in twenty one, Kyle, and and. Forget about all that. It's DJ, right? It's it's yes. different. Yes. It's different if it's like uh, P- Patty Reed or Webb or whatever, where, y- yes, like some form might indicate that you're going to win a trip. DJ, you can't ever tell with this stuff. It's like shoot 79 at 3M. He wins a P or he finishes second at the PGA two tournaments later. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I don't know. There is something that it, it feels a little bit off um, just because I, I, I would think you had, you, you kind of have these guardrails up with DJ. If you're a, if you're a offering a number on him, right. Because you're like with everybody else, I get it. Like the form is kind of trending in the wrong direction, but with him, I don't know. I, I, I he's the guy that can flip it uh, very, very quickly. Yep. I, I, I watched him for like two holes out there this afternoon. And I'm, I'm com- confused about the whole feature group thing because when I got my assignment, apparently, because we're doing some relief in the afternoon for the ESPN guys, I was, I've got Dustin Johnson tomorrow afternoon, so I don't know what group is in, but we get, we, we're covering him. But anyway, that's, that, that's wow, an aside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unless unless I misunderstood. Um, well, all I, all we know is the PGA Tour featured groups that they tweeted out about five hours ago. One, two, three, four, five separate featured groups. So that's fifteen golfers with Dustin Johnson's name nowhere to be found. That's what we're going off of. Well, may, maybe I misunderstood Dottie because we were on the golf course and she she looked at the thing and she goes, "Well, something about Deshambo and DJ." I was like, "Okay, well, whatever." Anyway, but 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 I saw him on the golf course for a couple of holes. Both of them went to the wind and four, he was playing alongside cam champ and Justin Rose and champ, you know, can hit the thing like knee high and hard. Right. Um, he sort of stood a ball up with a driver and it peeled off to the right hand side. Justin Rose had kind of a, a hookish sort of a ball into the wind and Dustin just laced this thing. I mean, absolutely punished it down the middle of the fairway. And from there, hit this five iron to the front edge of the green. Where Cam Champ was right, left, these guys all over the show, and Dustin's just threaded a few. Next all was the crosswind par 3-5, and hit this beautiful ball that sort of held the left-to-right breeze right into the heart of the green. And I was like, well, you know, if, if Dustin is off, he's looking pretty good to me. And then he hit a few pitches around the greens, and just beautiful stuff, kind of clipping the ball off the paspalum grass, one jump check, I mean, he looks fine to me. I, I granted, it. it was a small sample size, but he looked just fine to me. Hope he hope he wins it. That'd be a heck of a story for old DJ, um, gentlemen. We've got to do our bets. We've got to do our one and done. But first, I got to let you know I've been I've been burying more five footers for par. I've been hitting every green light on the way home. These little wins. They deserve to be celebrated. And and there's only one way that I've been celebrating my wins, and that's with Arnold Palmer Spike. That's cl- just classic iced tea and lemonade, that combination that hits just right. And now 5% ABV, which makes even the bad days on the course a little more enjoyable. And as the weather warms up, I've been spending more and more time outside and having these handy have certainly been a win. Find Arnold Palmer Spike in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash first or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash first 2021. Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee, malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. 
This is the part of the show where we take our hundred units, our hundred bucks, and we head over to William Hill and we determine how we're going to spend them. We keep track of all of it and we make fun of each other later when we have our losing bets. And if you want to follow along with the action at the PGA Championship, know that it's back at the Ocean Course, Kiowa Island Resort, South Carolina, and all of it is on CBS Sports. You can watch it for free on the CBS Sports app by visiting cbsportscom PGA Championship your Paramount Plus or TV login on a connected TV. All right, here we go. Betting cards. Producer Jacob, are you ready for... Let's go with Coach. Uh, let's get Coach's betting card in here. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Coach. Uh, let's start with your matchups. I see Cam okay. Smith over Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth over Dustin Johnson, and Victor Hovland over Xander Shoffley. Yeah, anybody watching at home, if you're new to, to golf betting, this is your bread and butter. This is where you're going to make the most of your money. This is where you're going to bet your full units are in head-to-head matchups. I don't care what anybody else tells you. This is where we are at. Now, Cameron Smith, he's been showing up everywhere, and you give me a top 25, which is where I think he could finish. Patrick Canley, I don't believe, will even make the cut. His game is so far off. You're going to give me a, even even money on Cameron Smith. This is a steal. An absolute steal this week. Then uh, Jordan Spieth over DJ. There's not going to be very many matchups. You're going to get minus 110 with Jordan Spieth right now. And you can in this. And I know what Mark just said, that DJ's driving the ball. But guess what? So is Spieth. And Spieth just won. And Spieth's been a top 10 machine. So when I get this, I've got to bet a little bit on Spieth over DJ. And then Victor Hovland over Xander. Xander, to me, is in the same category as Patrick Cantlay right now. The only time he's played well is when he played with Cantlay at the Zurich. And otherwise, neither one of these cats have been doing anything the last couple of months. So I'll take this one, minus 105, all day. I think Xander carried Patrick Cantlay at that Zurich event. I think you are on the wrong side of this, my friend. I do, too. Anybody, anybody Anybody want to bet? Anybody want to bet? Uh, how about this? We usually okay. do. We usually do a wine wager. I will bet you a case of Arnold Palmer spiked. You want to do that? <laughs> Boom! Here I we got go. Hov- All right, you got Xander. I got Victor. you. Got Hovland. I've got okay. Xander for a case of Arnold Palmer spiked. If they both miss it. the cut, it's a push. Of course. Or of if course. they both miss the, miss the cut, they both miss the cut. We'll each get a case and we'll just drink our sorrows. Maybe that's the way. To <laughs> Boom! Now we're talking. Now we're talking. All right, now coach. We're uh, the rest, the rest of your card: a McElroy three ball over Bryson and DJ. You have Spieth back on the card as top American. That's eight to one. And Matt yeah. Wallace to win Group F, which looks like Casey, Sungjae, Harmon, Garcia, Woodland, and then Wallace, who's the longest in that group, plus five twenty-five. I'll give you my thought process so people at home can understand that when you ever play a course like this that you need to steer towards the European guys because the Europeans know how to play in the stuff. They know how to play in the wind. They know how to flight their ball. They just do. So if you look at my card, they, you know, even Roy, even though he lives in the United States, he's a European golfer. He grew up playing that way. So I'll take McElroy over two American players and get him plus 146. That's the only way you're going to get him with plus money. So I'll take that. Then Spieth, top American, why not to worry about the European players then? <laughs> See what I'm doing there? And I'm getting plus 800. See what I'm doing there? And then finally, Matt Walsh has been playing great golf lately. And of those five players you mentioned, only Paul Casey, to me, is going to be a threat to how good Matt Walsh has been. And I'm getting it plus 525. It's worth a nibble. Worth a little bit of a nibble. I love my card this week. Spieth over DJ is Coach's best bet. Thank you very much, Coach. By the way, yes, you weren't sir. here for Sunday evening. Uh, you killed it last week. You were on fire. So hopefully yeah. you can continue it again this week. I hit five out of six last week. I know it was something like that. A six out yep. of seven, five out of six. Okay, yep. awesome. Uh, Mark, let's bring up your betting cards. You kind of gave us a sneak peek of it earlier. The first one right here, no hole in one, even, <laughs> even money. And then I'm I'm proud to say uh, this looks very much like a Mark betting card. Mark Leishman to be top Australian, Schwartzel to be top South African, answer for the top rest of the world. And Cam Champ, I guess you did not like what you see what you saw from Cam Champ on Tuesday to miss the cut at Plus one ten. Well, open disclosure, guys. Um, <laughs> I first time I got to look at this stuff was when we were logging onto this podcast. So, so I was trying to just I, I couldn't find the, the the matchups and stuff like that. So I tried to find what I could find there. Yeah, the no hole in one thing. Um, just the way. 
these par threes are playing. And, and like on the eighth hole, for argument's sake, downwind with an eight iron, I saw the ball hit and bounce almost as high as the flag on the flag stick. And, yeah. and there's lots of movement on greens and stuff. And, and, and I'll probably, you know, have to bite my tongue on this one because there will be an ace. But right now, the severity of the par threes and the way they're playing, I just can't see it happening unless it's just a pure fluke. So I'll take my chances over there. Um, Leishman can hit the thing low. Um, he, he's a real sort of a, a blue collar sort of a golfer to me, a real grit and determination. And sometimes it's not the prettiest stuff in the world and he can score ugly, you know, he can eat. So, so that's why I like him over there as the top Aussie. Schwarzel's just playing well. He really is playing really well right now and, and went to an arm lock putter for the first time last week, said he felt mm-hmm. really comfortable with that. So that's a that's an easy pick for me. And and then Abraham Answer is the same thing as Leishman. You know, sort of reliable ball striker, plays just on grit and determination. And so I think 20 to win 100 is a pretty good bet over there. And then you're right, Cam Champ looked a little in towards – um, he had coach Sean Foley out there, so maybe they get this figured out tomorrow. There's still time. But what I saw, the the, the small sample size. So, Cam, if you're listening, um, <laughs> I'm not grading you like that. But the uh, the small sample size just looked like he was sort of out of sequence and out of sorts. And when you're playing in the wind, the one thing you really have to make sure you do is – is make sure you're well timed. You know, make sure the golf swing is, is is matched up well, and and he had a two sided miss going on, and that's not going to work around here. Also, Cam, if you're interesting, come on and talk to us. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Uh, if you're just hanging out listening to the First Cup Pod, might as well come on and, and join us. Go ahead, Coach. Speaking of talking real quick, it's pretty clear, Mark, that you didn't engage in a conversation with Sean Foley today because you actually made it back to tape the show, and you're not still out there. Well, uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Here, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we walk past each other. I'm like, hey, Sean, how you doing? And he got like, what's up? And so I just kept going. You know? <laughs> Nobody talks like him. Holy cow. Holy uh, cow. He can I- talk. That's funny. The no hole in one bet. Uh, that is Mark's best bet. It's even money. Producer Jacob, we're going to head on over to my card and uh, KP. I think there's a little something you might like on here, but my strategy has been uh, consistent. I'm just piling my funds into the matchups. I'm gaining lots of grounds from week to week, and then I'm sprinkling things elsewhere. So my best bet in one of my matchups, Patrick Reed over Webb Simpson. I just love the Reed short game, tough conditions. No problem. Cam Smith, even money over Patrick Cantley. I believe, Coach, you had that one as well. So we're doubling up there. I'm back on Hideki, our Masters champion, to finish inside the top 10. And then I round out my card, KP. DB straight vibing at 30 to 1. And the one, the only, Jordan Spieth at 16 to 1 to win the PGA Championship. Yeah, I, I think vibing and, and Spieth are the. Uh... Are the are good spring? I I missed the Cam Smith over Cantlay thing. I would have put all hundred dollars on that <laughs> if if I had seen that. I lo- I love that from both right? you and Coach. And I think Mark should have put all hundred of his on the no hole in one thing. That, that would have been the brave thing to do there. So. Thursday morning, the first tee time crew would have made an ace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's great that's so good all right kp's betting card coming up next please i see uh, a range of let's see two top tens two top 20s we're gonna start with those top tens jordan spieth will zalatoris top 20s charlie hoffman sergio garcia yeah uh all these guys have been flushing it Charlie Hoffman's been playing really, really well. And if you go back to he, – he, he didn't play in a major last year because he wasn't playing very well. But if you go back to 2018, that's kind of where he finishes. Like T, there's, a, there's some T20s, there's some T18s, there's some like a T14. He, he's kind of in that range. And I think he just was kind of flying under the radar to finish in the top 20. So I, I love that one. Zalatoris and Spieth are flushing it right now. Uh, they've both been, I just think they're two of the five best iron players in the field right now, not overall, but the way they're hitting it right now, I, I just, I think it's going to play really well at, uh, at Kiowa. Two matchups, Tommy Fleetwood over Louis Oosthuizen, and Jordan Spieth over Dustin Johnson and two, three balls, Xander over Rom and Thomas and Keegan, Keegan Bradley over Sung JM and Adam Scott. Yeah, the Keegan one was easy for me. He he's been he's been playing great. He's been awesome from tee to green. Um, 
Xander, man, he's been consistent. So this was a this was a little bit of a fade of Rom and JT. Rom hadn't been hit very well uh, over the last what two or three events. Although he terrifies me in pretty much every event, and then JT, JT, I worry about because he hits it so high that in these wins, it's like I, I, I don't know. I just don't know if that's gonna gonna work for him. Although he is the most recent guy to win at a Pete Dye course, so what do I know? But yeah, I, I like Xander at that number over those two guys. Most recent guy to win at a Pete Dye course. It was, it was actually Stuart Sink. I was gonna say who just wanted heritage. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could not think of the name. Good Thank point. you, Mark. Actually, uh, didn't he do? Didn't he do uh, TPC Louisiana as well? So actually, it's Mark Leishman and Cam Smith. Actually, you're right. He did that as well. Right. <laughs> He's got like half the schedule to his name. Uh, okay, I love it. Thank you very much, Kyle. We've got. Uh, we actually have Greg's card. Greg texted his card in. So, Coach, help me out with this. I see okay. uh, Louis Oosthuizen over Patrick Cantlay, Joaquin Neiman. That's one three ball. Mark Leishman mm-hmm. over Patrick Reed and Scotty Scheffler in another. He takes Patrick Reed over Webb Simpson, Cam Smith over Cantlay. We're all on that one. And then Jordan Spieth. Uh, we, this might be the kiss of death. We've got a lot of Cam Smith over Cantlay. We've got a lot of Jordan Spieth to win this golf tournament. Well, I, th- I think that it, 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 it's every other week of the year, I think we we bet to really make money. At least I do. And I think you guys are the same way. On on weeks like this, I think it's it's fun to make bets that would be fun if they hit. But are still smart. The speed to win would be a great story, and we'd feel good if it happens, and we want it to happen. So we all want to pick speed to win. But when you're picking a three ball for those people at home, uh, when you can get Cantley into a three ball, it's essentially like a head to head. You're getting better odds. So uh, right now, Cantley, throw him into a three ball, and you'll get it raised like who stays in a plus one ninety, which he probably head to head it would be even money or something. So you're getting almost two to one just by throwing Cantley in there. Recap of our best bets. So let me run through these fairly quickly. Mine is Patrick Reed over Webb Simpson. Mark is no ace. Kyle is Spieth over DJ along with coach Spieth over DJ. Greg takes uh, Cam Smith over Patrick Cantlay. And Sia texts his in, says Rory McIlroy over Justin Thomas, which gentlemen just leaves us with one more thing to do. And we could say it's the most important thing that we have to do. It's the one and done. So we've got to decide who's going to be our pick to try to take down the $1.98 million at the top for the winner this week. But we don't start at the top. We start at the bottom, which unfortunately, Coach, is you. You're coming off a just a... Um, a sour run. I'll call it a sour run of golf. 20,000 total over the last four weeks, but but 1.98 million up top for you this week. I have a lot of other words other than sour <laughs> that I would use about my last it's a family show. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Uh, however, uh, I've been specifically waiting for this week for this guy, hoping he would come into form. And I even had to double check and I had Jacob send me the one and done spreadsheet to make sure I didn't make a fool out of myself and pick this guy and realize that I already picked him because we call that pulling a Kyle and I don't want to pull a Kyle. So yeah, I was, I was going to say you can at me and not subtweet me. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Roy McElroy one and done. Lock it in. Love All it. right, Rory McElroy to go back to back at the Ocean Course for Coach Jacob has an eight hundred thousand dollar lead on Coach. He's at three point two million. He is coming off of twenty thousand from Scotty Scheffler. Patrick Reed got him a quarter million the week before that, and I believe he's going to join us via voice here, Jacob. Yeah, this week uh, we're going to go with Jordan Spieth. Oh Turns boy. out I have not used him yet, so I'm going to throw my hat in the ring of just absolutely just plummeting Jordan this week uh, <laughs> as far as just the kiss of death goes since everyone is on him. There would not be – I mean, I don't know what the what the book's liability is this week, but I imagine a Jordan Speed win would just bankrupt them. <laughs> oh, my God. What a payout that would be. Who did, didn't we do this to somebody – oh, we did it to yes. Scotty Scheffler last week. We did it to Patrick Cantlay at the Patrick players. Cantlay. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh, that was. Bad. And he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't. He hasn't been. This, we we broke him. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't made a cut since then. 
<laughs> right. Uh, not by himself, at least. Um, Greg is at 6.6 million. So he's 3.4 clear of Jacob. And I'm looking for his pick. Uh, Greg is going with Rory McElroy. So, coach, you're not going to be able to make up any grounds on Greg, but maybe you two move in the same okay. direction together. Okay. All right. Just above this is this is where we're in a really competitive patch. The the difference between Greg and Mark from second to fourth is two hundred thousand dollars less than that. Uh, so KP, you're stuck right in the middle of the sandwich here. You're at six point eight million. You're coming off of a, a Keith Mitchell fifty six thousand dollar week. You were scorching hot from Valero to Valspar. You've cooled off a bit. Who do you like this week? I got Danny Bergs DB straight by Vivin. Uh, <laughs> Have I picked him? <laughs> no, I just, no. It's just when you deliver a line like that, you have to hit the line, or it doesn't sound as good. Yeah, as I when know. you say DB straight vibe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. it was bad. That's why I was laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got Burger this week. Is he a popular one and done pick, Rick? You do the one and done league. Is is he? Has he been a popular pick? He's he's mostly been used already. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good e- e- there's a lot of easy spots to use Burger and for major championships you really only see like the top eight or ten guys be used. So uh, he will probably not be as popular because he's already been used or someone will just use Rory or whatever this week. Good, I like that. That's what yeah. I wanted. Yeah, I think you're okay. Uh, that leaves Mark in second, just uh, $50,000 clear of Kyle. And Mark, you got $84,000 from Mark Leishman at the Byron Nelson. And I'm wondering if you've had your pick saved for Kiowa for some time. I actually haven't, and I really don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I know I'm going to save burger. <laughs> I know I'm going to save burger for like a Bermuda place, like maybe Colonial, uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Where's defend? Well, next week where's defending or Memphis, Memphis certainly plays well. Yeah, um, and I know I'm saving Rory, and I know I'm saving JT, and I know I'm saving Marikawa, and so I've got. My, my holster of stuff here for a late uh, season blitz. So I'm sort of leaning towards Schwassel right now, to be honest with you. Oh, um, I love that. Love uh, that. The, wow. Uh, I, I yeah, just I love that pick. The way the guy's playing and he just drives the ball so well. And um, he's super confident. You know, I caught up with him last week and he, he really seems like he's in a good place mentally. So I'm, I'm likely to pick Schwartzel, but I haven't, honestly, I haven't really looked at the field. I've been more into preparation and, and preparing for the course than I have for the players. I'll get to see what they do when I'm out there. I always think his putter head is on backwards. It, it is. doesn't look, it doesn't look right. <laughs> and now uh, he's got that thing that goes into the back of the putter head. He's arm locking in the forward arm, and then he's like saw pencil grip, whatever you call this thing. I'm trying to de- demonstrate it with right hand. He's got nowhere to go from here. <laughs> I mean, if this doesn't work, <laughs> then you're stuck. <laughs> he could use a three wood. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So actually, lock me in for Schwartz. I'm there. I'm a believer. All right. Wow. We locked we locked him in. Um, Mark mentioned the assets that he has still to deploy. I do not have that luxury, gentlemen. I have deployed all of mine sans Bryson, who I'm saving. So for me, maybe a little bit of opportunity. Uh, I'm going with Brian Harmon this week because that oh, is where I'm at. <laughs> wow. This is, this is you're holding uh, on. You are holding this is on. Disgusting. This is gross. Uh, Mark, 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 me, and Rick just picked three guys that have a total of like four top tens at major championships. <laughs> I'm, oh I'm, I'm, I've used Spieth and DJ and Rory and Hideki and Berger and I mean everybody, everybody yeah, I've no. used. So. Well, my guy's a major champion. Let's not forget, okay? Yeah, that's and true. me and yeah, me and Rick true. is is are not. <laughs> but, we're we're but, taking a but, different but, strategy. <laughs> hey, hey, Rick. The way the way Brian Harmon drives it, he's very accurate. Remember that water has on sixteen the par five I was talking about. No oh boy, he would have to run up to get it over that water today. <laughs> Harmon might hit driver on seventeen. Honestly, no, it's it, it, it's a real. It's a real sort of driving, sort of a penetrating draw, but it's not very high in the air. So he's going to have to catch one over there, boy, or aim it down the right some. Wow. 
Well, I'm in it. so much trouble. Um, okay, gentlemen. So just to recap here, that is Greg and Coach going with Rory. It's Jacob going with Jordan Spieth. It's KP straight bo- vibing with DB, Daniel Berger. Mark going with Schwartz. He Schwarzel. messed it up, too. He messed I it know. up, too. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> and I'm going with the illustrious Brian Harmon for my one and done pick. We are going to tweet out uh, all of this stuff, right? Our, our best bets, our picks to win, our top tens all that. So make sure you're following at first cut pod on Twitter and Instagram. But right now we're just going to go rapid fire on our sleepers and I'll start and then I'll throw it to you, Mark, because I'm taking a South African Dean Burmeester. How about that? He's, he's a good pick. Uh, was playing a practice round with Shaw and with Garrick Higo and with Louis today. And uh, he, he's, he's Dean is long. I mean, he hits the thing a long, long ways. Um, so he's a good pick. Um, as my sleeper, I'm actually going with Schwarzel, to be honest with you, um, because I, I wanted to toss this out to you guys. I'm, I honestly think Victor Hovland might get his. He might get his major yeah. championship here. The way he hits yeah. it, both of his victories have been on Paspalum grass, um, and, and this place is going to ask you questions, and he's just been playing so well. And, and to me, he's sort of flying under the radar a little bit. So um, I'm thinking Charles will play well, but he's, I've got him as a sleeper, and I've got Victor winning the thing. <laughs> there is a reason, Coach, why when Mark announced his one-and-done pick, you were saying how much you loved it because your sleeper also, Mr. Schwartzel. Yeah, I also have uh, Schwartzel. I've already actually played with my real money uh, for a top 20 as well. So Schwartzel is go. my sleeper. Because when I think of sleeper, I think of guys that, that aren't being talked about. That's a sleeper. And Schwartzel, <laughs> nobody's talking about him, even though he has been maybe average finish, about as good as anybody on the PGA Tour the last couple of months. That's how good he's playing. My... Uh, one and done pick is actually Greg's sleeper. I don't know how I feel about that. It is Brian Harmon, who, who Greg, with two million up top, I've taken Greg's sleeper as my one and done. I'm not I'm not feeling so confident about that. Uh, you know, different perspectives there. What's which his leaves What's you, his number? What's his number to win the tournament? Uh, probably eighty or a hundred. Last time I okay. saw. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety. Uh, which leaves you, KP, your sleeper for this week's PGA championship. Well, it's the, the round one King, the greatest player of all time in Thursdays at major championships. Harold Varner, the third, the Hoff, Hoff. the Hoff. Hoff. What if, what if, uh, how close are you guys to Charleston, Mark? It's close, but it takes an age to get there. I mean, to, to, to get off the Island from the hotels, like 20 minutes and from the hotel to the golf course is another 20 from where we are. And we're on the island, so it's, it's a long ways. The headline on Monday for the local papers could be Chucktown. Chucktown. You're already writing the headlines for you're Monday right on Listen, Charlie Hoffman's win. Hey, yeah, I, I don't, I've got no response to that. I got nothing. I'm that already you write is, uh, that uh, already has the nickname for Charleston, by the way, Chucktown. There you go. Is it? Yes, Chucktown. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you write your own oh. headlines, Kyle? Uh, yeah, but they just get a race. So. <laughs> so, so, so if if Chuck if Chucktown was the headline, what would be the lead then? No, sands flowing locks. Hoffman breaks into winning circle. <laughs> uh, no, great greatest round one player of all time finally puts four rounds together. There you go. That'd be That's good. Like the ocean course can't hassle the Hoff. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> Good, look at you. <laughs> it's like Jacob's been preparing for this moment. <laughs> yeah, um, he had that one in the holster for like six years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen, that concludes our mega preview pod for this week's PGA Championship. Unless anybody has anything, quick final thoughts. You only get one shot at this. No, nope. we, hey, uh, we, we didn't talk about Bryson at all. First time How crazy ever. is that? How crazy that is that? crazy. He yep. watched him play like three or four holes. It was like calling all pockets. It was they mean? were getting multi-directional. Oh. Okay, <laughs> calling all pockets. <laughs> <laughs> when you play pool and you just smash yeah. the balls and then just go to every pocket. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to dis- my disclaimer. Let me look. I've not even seen the golf course yet. I was just lying about everything I said. No. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> you imagine. you imagine. All right. We're, no, we're okay. Go around the room. When it, what's the winning number? I, I After hearing Mark? Yeah. Uh, I, know. I mean, I know. I, That's I, what I'm saying. So six. I'll just split the difference. Six. Yeah, seven. Six. 
I said seven. Mark. I, I'm I'm going under. If you're under par, you're winning this. Wow. wow. Oh, he's the only one of us who have seen the golf course. You think, <laughs> you I'll think be here two, for that. Two, 287 will win it? I, I, like I said, I, I said to Dottie, I'd take 471s, and she's been around the block. She's played tournaments here. She's like, well, I'd take 472s. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sort of four or lower. But but again, it's you, you see in every other event, they can control the course to a certain extent. You can't control this course, and you cannot control the weather. And this course—that's this course. I love that. No, you can't. I mean, there's there's no sub airs or anything. It, it's 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 not. It's lynx time, and it's this pelham grass, and and it'll be damp in spots, and it'll be dry in spots, and you'll get hard bounces and soft bounces, and it's just it is what it is. I mean, it, this is like an open championship. That's why the course to me is is just so iconic. It, it's. It's not Lynx land, but it feels like it. You walk between these dunes and you've got the fescue grass. And the only thing, honestly, that the, the, there's a rough cut that's about two to three inches and it's quite lush. I would sort of call it the longer paspalum. And the ball may perch up on it and the ball may sit down. And if it sits down, then you're really struggling. So, and, and there's that. So it's giving beautiful definition to the course. When you stand on the tee, you see like the fairway, the dark green, and the fescue. So that's why I'm saying the television pictures are going to be out of this world. Um, but it's to me, it's, it's almost a lynx. If it wasn't for that rough, it would be a lynx golf course. Yeah, there's um there's a flyover. Golf Digest does this every hole at series on YouTube, and they have this flyover of Kiowa from a couple of days ago, and it is magnificent. It just looks like it's gonna be I can't wait to see it on TV. It's gonna be awesome. But for now, I guess that'll do it. Wrap this thing up. Uh, that has been your mega preview pod for this week's PGA Championship. Let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. That's the coach. You can find at the coach rules. Kyle Porter, who you can find at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. And we'll catch you next time. 